think it over. Can Nash get it home? He's coming right down the outside. Zaki in front. Think it over. Down the stands rail. Lunges. Gets up. Think it over. What a ride, Nash Rawilla. Welcome to Best Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm in studio with the notorious ex-jockey manager, John Walter. Notorious. Why do you bring it up, mate? You've always got to jab for me early, haven't you? You've just got to jab me back against the ropes and get me in the corner straight away, and then I've got to fight myself out. That's just, all right. Just to That's see right. if you're awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. The Masters week, mate. Everyone's been awake. Everyone's awake. Everyone's been awake since four o'clock for the last week. It's been beautiful. It was peaceful for me. Uh, no misses. And uh, had the remote. Couldn't find the winner. Uh, Tiger. I just needed him to miss the cut. Yeah. Uh, greatest bet in the history of the world, the $2.25. <laughs> Thanks for alerting us all to it and uh, jumping on the other side. I appreciate it. Crazy. And he uh, he pulled up uh, very short. Uh, DK, how are you tracking down there in uh, sunny, balmy Melbourne? I see you got the hoodie on, but uh, how's things down in the studio? Have you warmed up a little? Warmed up a bit, Scooty. Yeah, yeah. No, a bit, uh, a bit cool this morning. It's going to warm up. It's still got beautiful weather down here, which... Uh... No doubt it'll turn by the time we get to the bull, but uh, stretched out. No, I'm uh, uh, semi, semi back, Scooty, semi back. And that'll be because uh, of the good fortune of my missus has gone to Malaysia for three weeks. So oh. I'm batching, I'm on me pat and uh, got a bit of clean air. So if I can't back a winner now, I never will, you know. I'm backing you in. Nico Noonan, how are you, mate? You got a few cracks at it this weekend, DK. Oh, I know. How 55 good. meetings how in good. Victoria. Okay, magnificent. I remember that. Had a good win, I remember, at the stall meeting um, last year. We back to the Cisco's kid there, I remember it was a ripper. But it is an on-pace track, and it's like a couple of the horses that we would have found Nick over going to end up out the back. But anyway, that's another story. But um, just on, I'm just, I'll just add a bit of context. I, lo- I, love my, I love my, obviously, I love my wife. Been married for 15 years and all that. But um, Dream Team, Matty, T- is he still a friend of the show, Matt Taylor? We haven't he spoken is, to him he's a friend of the show. Dream, the Dream show. Team, Matt, did you, see, did you see the tweet he, he put up the other day? There's this, so, uh, this bloke or someone said, I'm, I'm off to get married to my best friend. And he said, he come back straight away, please, please. My best friend, which is our wives, um, hate races, hate nights out with the boys, <laughs> hate risk and hate watching sport. Basically, there is nothing in common. So please <laughs> don't use that term. Hashtag public announcement. So, um, you know, there we go. So, you know, you marry someone you can tolerate and uh, and get away with, you know, 15 years or whatnot. But I thought, uh, yeah, put it in a bit of context and well said, Maddie Taylor. My missus well? worked for Bet Easy five years and still doesn't know what a trifecta is. <laughs> <laughs> she hates it that much. That's it. Oh, I don't know where to go with how, that. How but, can um, you? Like, imagine, imagine if you're like, you're, they love golf and racing or whatever I and you just spent 24-7. Oh, oh, oh. oh. You'd want to be a good judge. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully that's enough words for everyone who's potting me on YouTube so I never say anything. So there we go. Happy <laughs> Mate, you've crashed the, it. You've crushed the, the seven the words anyway. You've got the overs already <laughs> over the line. You're only two minutes in. Back into the cupboard for uh, DK. Nico, yeah. little birdie tells me that uh, Mug Punner pretty much brushed you up at Randwick when you did the yard from uh, Randwick last Saturday. Any truth uh, to the rumour? He I, gave you nothing. I don't know about that. He didn't brush me, but... Um... Yeah, I thought the, the mug might have been a bit more uh, prevalent there on the car, but he kind of come down for a few races in the yard and then he disappeared for a long while. He came down to watch the mug's moral, Bulucci Babe Parade, and he, he gave himself the tick there. And I think he went and bet again. So, uh, How to go there, Bulucci Babe? Uh, I don't think it ran a place. <laughs> ran out of gas. So he's got, he's got to bounce back this week, the mug. You should have watched that race with him, honestly. I, actually, I had you $1.30 to be taken home to visit mum, actually, to meet mum. So uh, <laughs> I've done my, done my money cold. 
Oh, it was a funny day last Saturday. It was uh, extraordinary racing, and it's been just absolutely bizarre, the whole uh, carnival, it's fair to say. But I think we spoke about it, oh, it might be a month ago. It could have been two weeks. I'm not really sure. But we were talking about jockeys walking tracks, and how could Nash be the only one to find their outside rail? I thought there might have been pokies on the front lawn there at Randwick or something like that for, for Nash to find the outside fence. What's going on? Yeah, it's just not that easy to get out there. And like that was like he was, he probably, if they sort of stick closer to the inside like they did straight earlier in the day, he's just no chance of getting out there. But um, yeah, it is weird. And it is weird that he was the only one that cantered one down the outside. And they've obviously been there before, you know, like Tommy's done it in an Everest and, and nearly pulled it off with uh, one of the Godolphin horses there a few years ago. Like it obviously was in the back of a lot of their mind. He just probably had bigger balls than, than most to have a go. And, you know, thirty to one. There was a lot of things that lined up. If he was a six to four chance, he probably doesn't do it. Mm. Um, yeah, the track was. It wasn't even. It was no one's fault. Like it was. You can't say the preparation of the track was what caused the, the mad bias Saturday. But um, it was just you know just so heavy. Mm. So well, I, I gutted them all. I obviously said Lazaki and very elegant and the big one. And I tell you what, when Jamie Carr pinged to the front, I thought, oh here we go. I had a little it skid mark in my Yeah. But it was funny. I've never seen so many horses just their wheels spin and just couldn't make ground. Unless you're like up and on the speed, there there's just so many horses that have got great acceleration and they just couldn't get any momentum at the right, like at the crunch time. Even horses with really strong setups and strong mm. stayers, like you saw the Knight's Order, it ran time and and sort of just put everything to the sword. But they were all cooked at the 800. Like nothing, nothing came wide. Jouet uh, had a really good setup to run a strong 2000 and. They've run home terrible time there and terrible overall time and nothing ran on it. It's just just a weird, weird, um, you know, just probably hangovers for a lot of them too. It's weird. that It was weird to have so many fail all at the same time, but all it did, it did remind me of a few weeks ago in that Animo race where Animo pissed in and didn't run any time or didn't do anything on the clock. Montefilia went way better on the day that everything behind Animo that day just went like bustards as well. Mm. I mean, it can happen on these bog tracks. And none of those horses have come out again and, like, uh, uh, the what was the gaze thing came out and pulled up sore in the Converge. Mm. Like, it, it seems like, yeah, that maybe just a lot of them came to the end of their prep can, you know, and had the track as well. Uh, it's been. And now you've, got to, now you've got the next four weeks of trying to work out which horses are going to improve 10. You know, it's going to be good fun. Mm. Nico, will you ever go back to Randwick? You've been scorned the first time you've gone and poked your head up in Sydney. Bang. Yeah, I'd go back. It was a good experience. I think uh, Victorian racing can learn a little bit from how they sort of run their day and their operations. Whoa. But, um, oh, here right. we go. Right. Yeah, we're oh. right. Right. Where's the pen? What have you got for a snicker? Oh, I thought PVL's pulled him aside here. This will do, mate. <laughs> Nobble. Oh, wow. It might be a cash on the side there, but um, <laughs> yeah, the wink stand I thought was pretty good. If you were like a, a punter wanting to go to the races with your mates kind of thing and have a good day out, that looked like it was a bit of fun. Uh, the members, which we managed to snare a ticket to, it was it was a good balance between, you know, new school and old school, old school stand there. Um, the theater of the horse seems like it works pretty well. It's probably not the greatest place to watch the yard, but in terms of the the build up for the race, um, the Queen Elizabeth had a really good feel to it. So now I can't knock the day overall. Obviously, the track wasn't ideal. Um, we managed back Paris Dior from the yard. So that was a result. And if Shiraz, I thought Shiraz was going to run down night sort of the entire straight. And he never got there. So uh, that was a bit of a, a bit of pain there, but if he sort of had a lobbed, it would have been a good day. But um, did you did you hang around and get the the, the dancing shoes on for a bit of a bit of uh, Abba or whatever, a bit of dancing queen there? Nicole? No, uh, I be- barely watched the last race. We were going to leave straight after the yard. But we thought, oh, we better watch it on the big screen. And I had something on Tricky Gal, I think, with Walt. Yeah, and, uh, that was that was a nice finish today as well. 
So. And then got the got the hell out of there. Got straight out of there. <laughs> I mucked up a bet there. I had one of my own horses going around at Rocky and old mate was tipping. So instead of having, I meant to have 100 on the double into Tricky Gal and 500 on the, the thing at Rocky and I had 500 on the double and 100 on Tricky Gal. So I started cheering <laughs> a little bit harder than I expected to at the 150. But uh, I've never caught Reggie. I've never caught him when he was in Melbourne or Sydney. I don't think anyone has. <laughs> no, he's, he's a very hard man to catch. Marzu or Red Zell, has anyone checked the brands? He's probably the only horse that has just got through, I guess, the whole prep unscathed. It's been amazing tra- training performance, and he just keeps PR after PR, the but he's, yeah, he's just like a little machine, isn't he? Like he just jumps the lids and mm. puts himself in there and sprints home four. He hasn't been in any like truly run hard, you know, gutting races, which has probably helped him get through the prep, but he's, you know, you can't fault him. Jesus, he just push button, good speed, good acceleration, and strong. Mm. He gets, a, gets an Everest gig, doesn't he? Yeah. Mar- Mar- Dollar 10. Yeah. Dollar 10. Dollar 10. Yeah, he'll yeah. get one. Him and Shelby. He's, he's still got to step up. But, be 50s well, in Everest. Yeah, but still, he just probably be, deserves a spot. Well, he's going to be there. He'll be 50s, but he'll get a start. That, that that crew will get him over the line somehow. You know, the Red Zell crew. Mm, they'll find it, a way. It, may, it should mean nothing, but it, it means plenty in racing, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, Oakbank uh, is this weekend. We haven't got beat the bagman, but uh, he sent out a little bit of a tweet and he's saying that uh, field sizes are up. So it's gone from an average of 8.5 to 11.5. I guess uh, this is one of the key metrics that all the uh, the PRAs and the race clubs uh, worry about is getting these big field sizes, and that equates to more turnover. But uh, do we think the wagering will go up uh, as a result of that, or will people be more inclined to switch off because Oak Bank's lost its jumps and all those sort of things? Walt, any yeah, interest? Yeah, Oak Bank, unfortunately for me, like I used to absolutely be sick for the carnival, and now I'd barely turn it on. Like it was nothing to do with the... The field size, it was the spectacle of the mm. the the hurdles. And I think they used to have like an 800, a short, a short race and then the hurdles. They were the ones I loved and it all seems to be getting sucked out of it. I don't really understand. Because mm. I guess the spectacle has to be factored in. Yeah, and you want to be a part of it. Mm. You want to be a part of it. Nico? Like I, I'm not fully, like I haven't worked in betting shops like you blokes, but wouldn't the wagering go up just because they're all flat races? Like isn't there more yeah, turnover on right. flat they're, races they're, than they're, jumps that is, racing? That is, yeah. There's not, so much, like there's not play, much turnover on jumps racing. They'll they'll play that angle anyway, that the turnover's gone up when it was probably always going to happen anyway. Like they'll see that as a positive, but um, I don't know. It feels like it leaves a sour taste, doesn't it? And then you've got a full card of jumps racing at Pakenham, which is just like the most boring place yeah, ever the, to watch a jumps right. race. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you so watch like there'll be horses win by thirty lengths at Packenham because it's like if you're a good jumper and you can actually stay, they just kill them there. Because yeah. there's just no like it's not like Oak Bank or Warnable where you actually have to be like a horse like ZM. I remember Patrick Payne talking about this back in the day. At a track like Packenham, he's less suited because it's not as hard. When the, when the tracks get harder and you know you got to go up and down the hills and over the bigger jumps and all that things, he starts to come into his own. Whereas a track like Packenham, you just get these flat track bullies. Yeah, yeah, no, spot on. Seems like Victoria sucked it up, and uh, well, Britannicus is a great example. Our horse, instead of going to Oakbank for the mm. race like the Fondusa, he he'll just spin around at Packenham and uh, race for the same amount of prize money. So I guess it's just the big boys getting bigger and stronger. And uh, SA, I guess they need to just lobby government a little bit harder to get more of their hands on the POC tax because I think they only get ten percent back, where places like uh, Queensland get thirty five percent back from the POC tax that they raise, and then West Australia's thirty percent, and then Victoria. They give back seventeen percent, so I think Nick Redden's got a bit of a job with the um, the new premier oh, to, to claw back some numbers. of the cash. Yeah, it's crazy, and I don't. And I think they've sort of expected a few grants they haven't got recently as well, which mm. which doesn't really make a lot of sense if they're getting it both ends. They got a chance, you know, get a new racing minister, get a new get new new premier. So they're always a chance. And it needs a bit of government. You got to get up front, haven't you? You've never got to expect. If you expect something to come your way, it'll never it'll never show up because you, you're obviously not got enough to offer them. So you've got to get it up front. It's a, it's a real weird one. When I went to Oak Bank last year, 
that the track's beautiful. It's in all around the winery region near Harndorf. It's only 30 minutes from the airport. It's an absolute cracker, but the fences and everything just needs a lot of work. They mm. just need a real big cash injection. But from a tourist perspective, I don't know why um, they can't do it because it's well, what, what a, are easy to land like and easy to go there. I know they've had COVID the last couple of years there, but it, it, surely, like, I remember them. you could, it was crazy. Yeah. Like, inside the track was worse than the other. It was crazy. It was, it was, it was, it was awesome. Mm, but anyway, um, interesting to see uh, how wagering and how things uh, change in SA, but uh, they definitely uh, need to, without the racing.com coverage, I just don't know um, how they'd uh, keep going forward in SA. They need a big, big chop out for their state government. They're going to need to figure out whether they like racing or not in SA, not just the uh, the jumpers, but the flats. Speaking of um, smoother landings and landing is Manscaped, 20% off using the Little Birdie co- code there, and you just got to keep the missus happy. So if you're in it for the long haul like DK is 15 years in, you need to uh, trick it up a bit. Don't get chocolate again, for mate. I don't, know, I don't need to show them again, but they're on. They're on. <laughs> I don't use the product before we came in. Don't buy, uh, don't buy Easter eggs and uh, instead just go to Manscaped and uh, put in Little Birdie and get 20% off. There's shave nothing. your eggs. Is that what you're saying? Don't buy shave your eggs. eggs. Shave your eggs. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nothing better than a smooth landing, Walt. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. No? A, a, a <laughs> real well-moaned strip. Uh, anyway, today's show, it's going to be a beauty. Caulfield Saturday here. Uh, I think it's a better meeting than last time. Nico's found something in the first race for us. Bank builder, Muggs Morrill's back. I've got a tiny suspicion that Mug, uh, he might have a second job. Uh, I see those little Australia Post little, little wagons that get uh, driven around. I picture, I picture Mug driving around in one of those things delivering the post. But um, I hope he's had the side doors the last few weeks. I hope he's had this, another one you can at least strap yourself into. Could he be a male stripper uh, by night? Well, as a, after the videos, <laughs> watch, I have seen the preview. There's a big chance. Matt Snapper will uh, join us to talk Launceston uh, Good Friday Racing. Uh, the Heathens. There's there used to be no Good Friday Racing, and it used to be uh, Singapore only once upon a time. Oh, this, this is. is Good this Friday, yeah. Years ago on a Good Friday, we're having our first meeting down here. Yes, yeah, ever. Is there still the one in Perth? Yep. So there's two meetings. Is that it? Perth's the worst. They started it. Now they've got two: Ascot and Kalgoorlie. So there's three meetings. Is that it, or is there more? Yeah, you just just need to keep the maidens away, so you can keep the uh, keep having a day off, DK. If they don't schedule any maidens in at sale, you're laughing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, true, true, true. But um. No, I've got to, got to go to Mass and do the Stations of the Cross and all that, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, So, and then I want to put the races on. Like, I'm booked in for Sonic the Hedgehog too, mate, at 9.45. That's something you should be doing with your kid, surely, while the missus is away. <laughs> no, they're going, yeah, they're a school holiday program. They're uh, booked in, they go to that every day, of course. The monkey monkey well spent oh, there. Tell you. My, my oh, little no, bloke's they... best friend's got the COVID positive today. I'm waiting for that. That's going to be uh, good. Oh, beauty. Anyway. Hmm. The fresh just doesn't... Uh... Doesn't end, does it? Uh, speaking of fresh hill, all age stakes day. I'll have a look at the the Rambert card, and even though the weather's improved, it uh, looks diabolical yeah, there Saturday. I just like twenty in the highway to start, <laughs> twenty in the midway for the second. I think it's average of about eighteen for the for the meeting. Tw- ten horses, ten races. Mm. Oh, mate, it's just so hard. To, oh. Yeah, it, it, it is tricky at the moment. Uh, but hopefully we can find you a couple of winners. Top Sports Demons, they uh, they're on the board last week. Paris Dior, they couldn't get it beat. They almost did. But mm. uh, they laid it under though, didn't they? I think it was like two eighty or something. Got out to like be three to one, didn't yeah, it? At some three, point, uh, maybe three. But they probably bloody. They, they're too good. They probably got the lot anyway. Mm. Gee, I tell you what, bookies would just be swimming in it lately, wouldn't they? If they lost last Saturday, bookies. Oh my god! Imagine what the QE two result was for sports bet. It must be bloody. Must have been seven figures and mid, like a, a good solid seven figures. I think the uh, the last winner they laid was that Rock and Horse. 
That was the only. Oh, one. what the hundred to one yeah. shot, which they should never, ever, ever. That's just the dumbest thing in the history of the world. You've got to bail Even out, if, don't it, you? if it is your worst client, packs it. Make sure you check out Top Sport, especially if you're having a swing in the Group 1 races. They open the shoulders, so if you really like one, um, you can definitely get set there. Let's have a quick look at Caulfield. We'll just move straight uh, into it there. Race 1 at Caulfield, odds courtesy of Top Sports. The Burt Bryant handicap over 1,200 metres. Zah from the Snowden Yard has come up favourite here, $3.30. Searching for a dry check, gets Jai McNeil. Jamara, 460, plus fours, five. Cold Love, seven. Reservoir Dog. Nine fifty, Liberty Steps ten dollars, Golf of Line eleven. Uh, you can have a look at uh, the win of Zar at uh, Hawkesbury down outside. Tommy Berry uh, in a China Horse Club colours. Trialed up really well before this. Nico, yeah, it did. I beat Can the Headlights in a trial before this and uh, was real strong to line the trial. Strong to line here. This is probably the best part of his work. The four to the two hundred meters um, sort of section is the fastest at the meeting to go through there. Then he's really strong late here. This is over the 1,000 metres. He gets a 1,200 on Saturday, but the way he powers the line, I wouldn't think 1,200 is going to hold him back at all. Probably just looks like it's going to suit him better. Soft on the line there. Gets Jai McNeil. This race, um, I thought there was only probably two chances. Him and plus fours, who DK might know a bit more about than me, comes yes, out of a cranberry maiden. Yes, it does. Uh, the problem with that maiden, as you know, was a bloody slow pace. Mm. And slow pace 1,000 metre races, you don't tell you much at all. You know, they're generally supposed to be scampers, but you get a slow pace where they sprint. Like, it, it showed real good talent. Like, um, it was obviously having a bit of an educational run, but then just sort of dashed through. Um, nicely bred. The, the, the mother, I know, got out to a mile. So this is going to be better up in Holy distance. Cow. But you can't – you'd like to back it in on the weekend to stop those sections it ran, but you've got a horse who's come out of a good rating race, put in performance like Saar, and then you've got a thing coming out of a, you know, that, that a race that doesn't really tell you much. I yeah, I thought I thought Zar of what he showed there, this twelve hundred is going to suit him. Probably, I think the other horse will be suited twelve hundred as well. But I think he'll just have the right run. Snowden's. He was a bit. You think he'll get where, where he'll be midfield or something? Midfield, way? just back off that. Like it, it won't be the prettiest watch, but I think he's got good talent. This horse, I wouldn't be surprised if he won this and sort of headed off to Brisbane. So, um, yeah, I thought he was the best bet of the day there at Caulfield. I didn't think there was much in the other Melbourne form with Jamara, Golf Lion, Liberty Steps. Um, Go Golf Lion, will, I reckon it'll improve. It'll improve. Blink is on. Probably finds, go to the front there. finds the lead. It'll probably run a place. You could have something on yeah, it sort of it'll, each way it'll improve, if you wanted it. But, still uh, didn't do enough. Yeah, Zar for me, I thought he was the best bet of the day at Caulfield. Pretty confident there. Wow, I love that. Nico just opens the uh, shoulders, race oh, one. Bank I hate 1,000 to 1,200, but if ever I've seen a horse that didn't want 1,000 and was looking for 1,200, it's that thing. So. Yeah, exactly. Spot on. Mm. Spot nothing on. nothing better than just getting to the outside of Hawkesbury and just getting clear air, is well, it, When you John? saw yesterday, it's very hard to – yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Sacramento, <laughs> but it's very been hard to run on there too lately, and, not, and that horse wasn't fancied. I love it when a Snowden horse overperforms the market. It's usually the one that's going to be a, 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 a rapid improver, you know. they If they haven't found it and it's, it's – Produce something like that on race day. I'd say it's got plenty up its sleeve. Golf, uh, golf line, the uh, gay bot horse. Have you heard of it? You wouldn't have. It would have it's been down here. No, it, oh, was it? It had a trial at Rose Hill once upon a time. I did it. Did it, it ran down there the other day, didn't it? Yeah. yeah and it was, even, it was five to four and he went too slow on it. Is that the horse? It had one, it's had one start down there? Is yeah, that outside? Yeah, he went too slow on it. Yeah, yeah. It'll, yeah. It'll yeah they, she she went absolutely ballistic at old mate for going too slow on it. That's all I know. Caulfield <laughs> race four, the Elvis Thurgood Galilee Series final over 2,400 metres. The Cunning Fox, named after DKE, $4. Uh, Mamunia, J. Carr, James Cummings. This is the uh, three-year-old filly that ran on beautifully. Uh, 
in the Oaks lead, in the Oaks leader. What's it doing down here at Caulfield, chasing a dry track? This is a uh, fascinating runner. This is the horse that uh, I found behind Honey Creeper, four forty. Uh, Medario six dollars. Celestial Fury seven dollars. Ashy Boy eight dollars. Uh, more Pergo thirteen dollars. Turned up Tommy fifteen. Station one sixteen. Uh, Taverbeal seventeen, and much much better. The rest. The horse you like Chasing here. Dry track. Station one, Nico. Yeah, this is the last start. The Cutting Fox beats him, but I think Station One, if he went faster in front, I think he would have held on in this race. He just didn't have enough of a break on these horses to probably out sprint them. Out to 2,400 meters, um, I think with the pressure of a few outsiders drawn wide gates that are really going to have to make careful work for the front, um, I think there's a fair chance this is running a real strong 2,400 meter gallop. You can see here, like he just doesn't have the turn of foot of a few of these other horses. The winner, the Cunning Fox, is favourite here. I didn't think there was too much between their runs on the day. And if you watch that race through the line, Station One's actually stronger than him through the line. So I think with the chance of a real strong 2,400 metre race here, the leader, I think he'll just keep kicking, um, as we saw there. So I'm kind of expecting him to go, you know, four or five lengths above, whereas at Bendigo, he's gone about two lengths below there. So look, he's a banner horse kind of for Liam Howley stable. He started favourite, I think, Melbourne Cup Day in a listed race, backing up off the right. Friday night. Yeah, that's right. So that it, I've, I've heard him talk in interviews about this horse. Like, he's, he rates him highly. He does. He's got a big engine. Yeah. Big, big engine. I mean, it was I mean, it was one of the all-time great plungers on debut. You know, it was 60s to 60s or something and got the money. Then he backed it up four days later. And it was 14s to 5s. Yeah, we had something on that day and it went, it went no good. But, um, yeah, so, look. Yeah, roll. Well, I mean, obviously, I got a big tank. That's right. She should she, she, she be better for the ride on it. Yep. You know, but um, I was surprised you're going around the because they they all look to be bobbing up and down like corks in the ocean. That race. So, what, what what's the knock on Mamunia there? Uh, well, for you, not the knock, but why? why I thought you might have like you've gone to the the SF in race one. Oh, like yeah. and they're the SF who you. I, I don't think the Phillies' form is like that much better. Like Honey Creeper could have run in that race and started four dollars. Like mm -hmm. she did get beaten at Tassie Oaks. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, Mamunia had the fourteen up to two thousand and. The market wanted to be with her. Now she's up to 2,400. I don't know. Still kind of feels like she's a run behind looking to, you know, South Australia or something like that. And I just think with the the potential of a few of these outsiders drawn wide gates to really put a lot of pressure on sort of the horses up the front, I think you want a really good stayer. And I think Station 1 might be the best stayer in this race. So at 16 bucks, I was happy to have, you know, probably a good crack to place there, something to win. Um, but yeah, open sort of race. Our boy Point Nepeans in the race before, I could have come on and tipped him at 260. He'll probably win again, but thought we might find oh, something. I've got a stick, Nico. I mean, two, this, this, is, this is the 2400 metre race, and then you've just gone bang, bang the last two 2400s the last two weeks. So so uh, get into the place, mate. Get into the place. Something there. What do you think of the uh, Godolphin filly going there? Do you know which way she's going? She's going to Adelaide or going to. Busy? I think Adelaide was the number one option, and. Mainly because of the more chance of dry, dry. I think they kind of worked out. They just they've been trying to. That's why she's a run behind, just trying to trying to find a dry tack for her and sort of had to throw it in last start. Uh yeah, the tempo was right against, wasn't it? It probably did its best work late and a complete forgive. But it is, I I, I agree. Looks it looks a run behind, especially for a brutal twenty four hundred. Does look like it wants twenty four hundred the mm. horse, but yeah, it's yeah. not an easy task, especially against older horses. Exactly, and the price point for me, it looks a little bit cramped. I've I sort of had half a horn for it, mm. but um. I'd prefer a Phillies and uh, a different sort of lead up or mm. over in Adelaide. So I might um, wait and uh, wait a run and see what she does this time. And mm. well, she'll probably go around evens the next start knowing uh, the way we're going at yeah. the moment. But uh, all right, 
I think a uh, good way to play there, especially in uh, race one there for you, Nico. Uh, and let's have a look at uh, Randwick. We might as well sink our teeth in it. We're uh, suckers for punishment here. Uh, race two at Randwick's the first one here, the midway handicap, Johnny. Nice uh, Mate, nice deep field had a, here. Had a bit of time to look at this meeting yesterday and then again this morning and, oh, my God, like eventually ended up with this horse just because it's the horse I've been waiting for to sort of show up in a, in a race like this. A midway's a perfect race. We've got... Um, Contributing factor 460 favourite, yeah, so. Huey Bowman's on that one. Uh, Mahogany, uh, $5. We're going to call it Mahogany just mahogany. because we want, to, we want it to sort of channel Mahogany <laughs> on Saturday. French Bonnet six dollars, highly desired eight dollars. Uh, Achira nine fifty, Ashim nine fifty. Different strokes, nine fifty. Straub eleven. Uh, Divine Breath twelve. And uh, let's have a look at Mahogany. Last start. Mahogany. Last, it's uh, well out the back here. It's uh, last wow. in the yellow and blue with a yellow cap, and it just swings the widest here. And it was nearly impossible to run on this day. Um, a, a stable that you know. Drives you insane to find, but had trolled up really well. Had its first start. This was its first start in Australia. It's form overseas, I'm not too sure on, but I thought this was a really good clean out run. Um, it, obviously, Saturdays the, the conditions of the worry again, so we're going to see a plus what is an eight meter rail, and you know the track's going to be affected again. But hopefully, 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 you can at least run on that. That that uh, no more rain arrives from hopefully. So I think today's supposed to be the last time they expect any rain, and and the track's not you know, completely waterlogged. I think this horse can run on from midfield and, and can beat these horses. There does look really good pressure, but as we saw on Saturday, pressure didn't mean being able to run on. So it's also an early race in the day, which doesn't make it easy. And I'm hoping it gets out a little bit um, because of that. So I wouldn't be diving into the $5. I'd be waiting and, and uh, you know, it's a stable and it's at least it's not Chris Waller. Let's just put it that way. That's a positive I'm taking. <laughs> All right, hopefully you can uh, channel Mahogany. All right, well, the next one we're going to have a quick look at is the uh, the Frank Packer Plate, and we've got a short favourite here, the uh, Straight Aaron's a favourite here out of Barrier 14. Might be a positive, and hopefully we can uh, see a slow track for a change up in Sydney. 205, 180 out. Uh, Inverell is $13. Gel uh, must be dad. Interesting one here. I thought they might um, put him away for a little bit of time here and find back after its last up performance. Uh, $13, Raging Bull 13, uh, Lukey Luke. Uh, Kids Garden and I used to absolutely froth over that. $14 and War Eternals there again at uh, $15. And let's have a look at Straight Aaron last start in, I think, the Carbine Club. And uh, pretty easy watch here. Yeah, they completely walked too. And again, it wasn't an easy day to run on. So mm. this horse has got plenty of merit in its last sort of 800 metres. It sustains, I think, I think it was the best lot, eight, six, four, two of the day. Uh, there was a couple of excuses for those up on speed. A couple, I think the one there, one from the inside uh, was pulled up lane, but look how it handles them. Strong through the line. Uh, nothing really doing similar. Like Jamari's in this race on Saturday. I think it's like $13 and and probably needs another lap to catch uh, straight Aaron. So you can, I can I agree that there has to be even money in this race. The only horse that I could entertain at, at odds was is Lukey Luke, is it called? Is that mm. the horse? It's got a bit of speed, big, strong horse. Beat a nice horse of not of Mayfield. Oh, what's actually? I think Maddie Smith trains it. Sorry, Mayfield Smith's colours last start that I, I've got a lot of time for, and at least this horse will be up on speed and and look strong. Mm. I think um, sort of fourteen dollars each way him if you don't like the favourite, but the favourite's going to be very hard to beat. Mm. It, yeah. um, that I remember that favourite debuted Nico at Sandown, and it was a it was a I put proper horse on my comment after I, it, re, it re, ruled in some nice favourite or something, didn't it? Do you remember who it was? You haven't uh, got it on there? Sure, but I just remember it was a proper win on debut. Yeah. Yeah. It said, this horse is going places. 
Yeah, yeah, just it's 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 yeah, it's gonna be a real nice horse at horse. Looks like yeah, two thousand's gonna sit him down to the ground. Sh- surely, like surely, some of these jockeys are seeing what Nash did the other day and having a good look. Well, eight, eight with the rail. rail going at eight. Yeah, they don't have to work so far to get out there. Don't add more cloud to my brain, thanks. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> want to start having to think about the, what's the old move, the shake and bake. I don't want to have to think about slingshot engage down the outside. Oh Jesus! Were there pokies? Were there poker machines on the front lawn, Nico? Uh, no, I didn't really venture out to the front lawn too much, so I couldn't comment. He was up in the wing stand with PVL, mate. He was up there getting wine and dine and, and get the, uh, yeah, the, the, what's that thing from, uh, what's that movie, Zoolander, where he gets the mine treatment. He was in there, RBL bad, RBL bad, PVL good. He won't be allowed on course, Nico. Does he realise where, where he's... Brad's mate, he's going to try and kill Magumbo or whatever he's name is. They're just going to see him and they're just like, no, you're on the do not enter list. Yeah, Your car's going to let I agree, too. Why would you, after what he said today? Wow. Champagne Stakes, uh, I'm interested to hear what Nico thinks of Fireburn as a type, but she's the favourite here, 160, she's extreme 390. Uh, Williamsburg going around again, a bit like Shelby. This is the new Shelby, mm. uh, 750. Let's roll the dice, hit the line really nicely. Uh, count the headlights, uh, $20 and wealthy investor, most will throw it in there, 101. But um, let's have a look at the replay here. Like, Is there anything that you guys can see? Is there any chink in their armour? She's in the wrong part of the track. Uh, Low tempo. I, so, yeah, and I think uh, Let's Roll the Dice is uh, definitely a horse that finishes off uh, strongly, but uh, she's just got this accelerator, just like... Was that a breeding plug, or was that an actual... That was a comment about a horse in the race there. What's let's that? Roll the Dice. It's still just uh, sort of wax away to the line there for third, but uh, very cheeky, the gun. Nico, as a type, how did you uh, see her? Well, I actually didn't see her. That was oh, you didn't four, see her, sorry. So... <laughs> no Can you idea, get your time but... machine while you were there. No, no, my yeah. bad there. I'll get I'll get PVL to film it next time so I can have a look. Yeah. But um <laughs> Is there anything that you guys can see that she won't run out sixteen hundred? No. A gun? <laughs> An elephant gun? <laughs> Nothing behind it? Oh. Well well she had, she didn't exactly piss in there. Um she didn't piss in and wasn't like extending through the line, but it was a very slow tempo and she came up the worst part of the track, so and it's a smaller field set, there's only five or six runners and Jeez. I would have thought the dollar forty-five opening price is more like the price than the dollar sixty. Yeah, I think the dollar sixty was very, very generous. Very generous for all, all up players. Oh god! <laughs> was, Mate, we, I think Williamsburg's in there. Like, I can't knock them because I think they're tra- they're chasing Group One placing, maybe or you know whatever sort of fluke his chance. If it's as he still got his nuggets, I'm assuming he does Williamsburg. Um, you know, even if it runs second to Fireburn, that's probably going to look good in a. In a, in a stud book in, in a, a couple catalog. of years. So, yeah, she's extreme. has got to run out of petrol, hasn't it? My God, it's this weedy little thing that's been cooked for three runs and just keeps trying its nuts out. <laughs> oh, anyway, Fireburn just looks... Yeah, Free cash. Mm. Well, it does, but, oh, yeah, I hate saying that. Yeah. It'll get struck by lightning. <laughs> We're on it. It will mm. be. All Age Stakes is another one. No replace here. There's just so many colliding uh, form lines here. Horses off freshens. It's... An absolute uh, puzzle, if I've ever seen one. Forbidden Love uh, still going around as well. That'll be getting dizzy, 5.50 into 5 in the Congo. Tom, who was on that one last start? was uh, Tommy Berry. It looks like he's got boned there. Went a bit slow. No, he didn't get boned. He, he was on Moonga and, and in the Congo wasn't probably, it was a 50-50 whether it went to this race. So I think they let him let him lock in Moonga and um, and maybe a bit of a bustling to get in the Congo to run here. So yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a good little lead there. 550 mm. Moonga, 550 Tafane, uh, one of Waltz is uh, 950 Cascadian. Interesting uh, stepping back in trip here. $12 Nimalee. Uh, hat tip to Walt. He found this one second on top 
uh, last week, and I was absolutely kicking myself that I didn't uh, Bless her heart. Bless shine her heart. in there at 30 to 1. I was absolutely sick post-race. $12 Ellsberg, uh, one of Mug's horses, $13 Sierra Sue, back from the wilderness, $14 over past 17. Mr. Mozart got a nice little uh, couple of wins there, $18. And, uh-oh, Shelby, 66 $19. Shout the bar, 20 Law of Indices, maybe forgive off that uh, the track last time, $21. Hungry Heart, 31 uh, interesting runner there, uh, coming up second up into this, and Zatori and Colding and Almedo round out the field. So this is a tricky race, in my opinion. Walt. Well, usually the all-age is like a five- or six-horse field at the end of the carnival, and you would have thought, you know, the survival of the fittest, this would be a three-horse field. You know, there'd been absolutely nothing left, and even sort of was half involved in the, the debate of whether in the Congo would was suited in this race and whether it should run, and I honestly thought it'd be like a six-horse race and it'd just go straight to the front. Now you've got horses like Almedo and all these mm. things, like a bit of a skunky thing that could could cause a bit of pressure. Uh, whether Nash goes a bit quick early on Ellsberg, it's actually an interesting map early to see sort of who gets the front. I, I'd assume that in the Congo is drawn quite nicely to take it up and should take it up. I don't know whether the blinkers are back on. I'm not sure that was being debated as well. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a really tricky race. There's so many horses that have, have failed on certain tracks. Will they get a, a more suitable track Saturday? I think that in the Congos, the the bomb-proof one, as in, you know, he's going to be up there and fit fresh. And, uh, yeah, and I, I like the seven-day backup for him off the, the barrier trial sort of run last week where they didn't do too much. You know, mm. they went out slow and ran home um, and ran time home, which not many run, uh, races did, even off slow tempos. So it, it, he's done something. He's going well enough, and he, I'd say he's the one to beat, but with um, with just so many reservations in the race, things that could improve, things that could be falling off cliffs. Nico, as uh, I'm pretty great up looking at the market, I'd probably trying to find a real weird angle like a hungry heart or uh, trying to find some value somewhere. Well, it's been waiting, I think, for two months for a wet track, uh, for a dry, dry track, track, hungry heart, and then now they've, you know, they're just running out of options. We've got no idea. But fresh legs may help. Yeah, you would think maybe Doombin might be sort of where she comes into her own hungry heart. I don't know. I think you're, you're either probably Mwanga or in the Congo. And if you're looking outside of them, you're probably real great up. I'd probably lean in the Congo. Like Walt said, he's probably got the map advantage. 1,400, like last time we saw him at 1,400, he did win the Golden Rose, beating Animo. Um, yeah, barrier, absolute barrier trial last week. Um, not so, Obviously, what, what we're saying, he didn't get dragged, but it wouldn't be a shock if he did off that ride. That was a slaughter, just going that slow in that race. I thought he just... He lost all <laughs> of his chance to win the race in the Congo. He just completely gave it up. Didn't say, didn't say. He just he went like fourteen lengths below to the six hundred oh. in a twelve hundred meter race, and you're on the leader. <laughs> and like dead set, Mizzou couldn't have had an any easier option. But maybe the plan was just give him a soft one and have him ready to go here, get another group one on the CV before they're off to start. Uh, I'm I'm kind of with him. I think five fifty. There there may be sort of this grayness in the market, and you might get sort of six dollars on the day or something like that. And I'd be uh I'd be taking it. Mm. I'll Could tell just- you what. Could be immoral. And he gets the, gets I think, the golden I think, switch. I think last week was the goal and they weren't supposed to go so slow and this has ended up a nice little backup. But uh, but either way, I agree with you. Whatever's, whatever they've done, it's worked out and I, I think he's the one to beat for sure. And yeah, it's a, and it's a schnitzel and he got TC on board. So like he's going to go from like the... You imagine TC on board, Tommy off. He's missed it last week. He, he, two weeks before he's in the he was on overpass in that race. In the Congos crossed him. He couldn't get a run between. Yeah. If if Tim's ever wanted to try harder on one than this, like he'll get off, carry it, and start whipping himself if he has to to get it on. Uh, it could be immoral then. Yeah. It'll be trying for its life. I promise you that. Mm. 
gay gay on the backup. Mm. Yeah, it's- race number nine, Kerwin's Lane couldn't have trialed much better. I'll, I'll add something there. I was watching a, I think it ran second to Najmadi in the trial and just absolutely stormed to the line. So there might be one, one for the punters there. He's one of the birdie horses. The old he's been good to us, Kerwin. He's a nice horse, and he and that's his beauty of him. He's normally you know in the out of the market. Mm. B Abdullah, beautiful. All right. Mm. Hopefully we've uh, found a couple of winners late there. Not a heap of confidence in the no. It's card. probably the horse you could yeah like away from the two favourites that are you know obvious and even big parades. Oh, I love the horse. It gets the most map favours you've ever seen in your life. Comes off a nice run in the Group One, but it's mm. not a dollar eighty horse for mine. He's got it. There's a couple of versions of him, so I'll no, be I'll be cheering for the mug. But yeah, he's a he's a bit of a suck. Espiona Walt. It'll just quickly on it. It'll be winning. Will it? Oh. Yeah, it's it's one of the horses that could be cooked. Like you saw the slipper. There's a few horses that tried to get in the slipper and backed off and trialed and and failed really badly last week. And I'm just worried that Espiona's been gutted by those wet tracks and they've tried to freshen her. And it's not always easy to do. So, uh, and I don't think anyone knows whether you're the trainer or anyone until they they show up backing under race pressure. What's going to happen? I, it's just another horse I'd be scared to take short odds about. Mm. Big lesson though, I guess I learned last week is. You don't have to bet early all the time, and to sit and watch things unfold is, especially the way the tracks are racing at Randwick. A horse like Shiraz came into the race um, for me in my eyes uh, as the sort of day unfolded last mm. week at Randwick. Because then, and, and then the leader, I, I the thought I was a genius thing, yeah. in the yeah. uh, in the run. I thought, mm. oh, this thing's just going to go straight past it, and couldn't. But um, it just pays. Like you just don't always have to fall into these. Early odds and all these. Well, if you map something nice, like I know it's already won, but a horse like Nimbley, right? Even if it got beat, you're not going to be sick on yourself for betting before the race. There, you know, you're taking twenty mm. or thirty to one about a horse that maps really well, setups okay. But if you're betting up on something like, like I did the wrong thing there, I bet up on Dewey early, basically by the race time. Didn't um, want the ticket. Yeah, basically, mm. you know, like it, everything had to be reversed on what was going on in the day. So all of these meetings, it's very difficult to predict because these sort of conditions have been not seen before for such a long period. I know winter's always pretty average uh, in Sydney, but not like this. And you're betting early, you want to be getting a huge premium uh, or be extremely confident about, you know, race setup or something. But yeah, it's, it's, I agree with you. Yeah, good plans could go out the window pretty quickly. And mm. uh, Nico gets to see him in the yard as well. So yeah, don't always have to dive in. And once more cards are on the table, sometimes it works in your favour. So that was the lesson I learned. But uh, racingwatch.com.au for more of Johnny's stuff. Mm. Uh, why vent alone when you got a sick beat when you could just jump in a chat room and you got a heap of Did blokes? Did you see it last night, mate? Did you see the politics? That was, that some <laughs> guy comes in, he's like, oh, this is not really a forum for politics. I said, have a, like, no one's talking in there. I said, have a go. About, <laughs> I, I just checked straight out and about three hours later I checked in, there was like 270 new messages, people just going at each other about politics. They can find an angle in there. Don't Jeez, worry about that. It's going to be a, uh, a long six weeks of uh, the election trail. Oh, I'll tell Jesus. you what, we're going to... I think top rope today, she's going to steer the uh, the politics punters club. So it's so unbearable. We're going to make it bearable. And top rope's going to bet on all the seat markets and have some fun there. So we'll try and open it up on Friday. We'll we'll raise some cash for the first sort of seven days. Top sport to get their markets up and then he'll just uh, shoot them down. Like we, he was very good on the Beijing Olympics. He's very versatile. He's absolute gambler, Nick Tedeschi. Tell you what, uh, Good Friday is building. Races at uh, Sale, Launceston over in Perth. It used to be only Singapore, but uh, Matt Reed, we'll take a quick break and Matt Reed from Racing Taz is going to join us and give us uh, two models down on the Apple Isle. 
Welcome back to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at our pro punters operator. We've got Walt in studio at the Goldie. We've got DK and Nico in uh, sunny Melbourne. And Snapper Reed joins us from the Apple Isle. Snap, welcome to the show. Scooty, big weekend for us. Easter, you know, that means uh, Monday afternoon against the Cats. Mate, it's going to be great. Snapper's a, uh, a big Hawks man. And uh, Snapper, quick one. Expansion team, Tassie, Eddie Maguire's spruiking it. Uh, I know the Gold Coast are absolutely struggling. They're giving away tickets to the Q clash up here. I got four tickets and a car park for 65 bucks. How in heck are they going to get a team and enough people interested to go to the footy down in Hobart? How? Oh, look, I don't think there's any issue with with support and, and fans and things like that. You look at the the other two expansion bases, if, if Gold Coast and GWS are the benchmark, we'll, we'll tower them up in terms of fan support. I think the problem is that uh, the AFL doesn't need another side. There's already um, too many. Uh, ideally, we'd just get the Gold Coast licence and they can come down here and we'll be the Tassie Suns. We'd be appropriately named. It'd be like the Utah <laughs> Jazz with there being no jazz in Utah kind of thing. But that's that'd be the ideal scenario. Well, no one goes, so no one up here would miss it. Walt, the... they wouldn't know. That's what you'd have to bet on, like how long before they realised that they were no longer here. Oh, my God. The team's gone. I have never been to a game. Not GWS one. and Gold Coast got 4,000 at GWS. 4,000 people. I used to live 800 metres from the stadium. I've never been there. I went there for the Commonwealth Games. Never been to an AFL game. Mm, it's very, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I went there last week. I went to Sydney, then Gold Coast Sunday morning, and then watched the Blues get absolutely thumped. So that was a great <laughs> weekend off the strip out at Randwick. Did you be brushed by a mug and then gone up here and got hammered. That's <laughs> great. I was just checking my phone to see if you rang yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, There's been nothing there. So, <laughs> wow. Nico, moving uh-huh. in different circles. That's fair enough. I'll tell you what. Snap, you would have got the surprise of your life when uh, Honey Creeper bobbed up uh, in the Adrian Knox, the, uh, the Apple Isle, the Tassie form. Wow. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that, Scooty. I didn't even know it was running. I'm not sure what I was doing. I think it was a weekend where I was sort of under the weather, self-inflicted, but um, I got a couple of text messages saying the Tassie form with Honey Creepers bobbed up. But, oh, well, what do you do? Went around $1.70 down here against ours and couldn't get the job done. But I did say after that race, it did look a big track horse to me, and I guess that was somewhat proven true uh, in that race. All right, good Friday racing, thank God, at Launceston, and let's uh, build a bank for Saturday. Race three, you've got the Alpine Eagle Stud Class 1 handicap over 12.20, and uh, you found one here. I remember Alpine Eagle going for a massive result once upon a time, and uh, the horse just went just went amiss. Oh, Gando rides? Alpine Eagle? Yeah, something. something the wolf, Alpine Wolf for Gando. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. there's that one. Yeah. So uh, make a decision the horse you found here in the red and white stripes. It's missed the kick, and then it's uh, weaving, uh, hunting through in behind them, and it's uh, it's a really nice run, but hasn't been seen since May last year, Snapper. Yeah, absolutely. It was a horse that um, was a pretty big spruik this day off the back of a, a decent trial, and the market came for him, and it was a massive win, as you say, Scooty. Slow out. Uh, Siggy Carr managed to weave a passage and pick these up here pretty close to home. One pretty decently, actually, and a, a lot of subsequent winners have come from this race, which you'd somewhat expect as it was 334 days ago, but there's plenty of horses that don't win a maiden. Been waiting a long time for this horse to come back, and, and now we see him in Launceston. No public appearances, but that's not uncommon for Sarah Cotton. She's one that's a um, bit of a canny trainer, only has a small team. She's actually the clerk of the course down here in Hobart and, and does a bit on the side with her horse, pardon me, with her horses as well. So 
make a decision is a horse I've been waiting for a long time to come back. It's a dead set two horse race to me, this class one. Uh, title shot is the other main danger. It was smashed in betting at Tassie debut. His next Lloyd Kennewell horse, I think it was about $4 into a dollar eighty on Tassie debut, beat nothing. Uh, but it'll sprout wings then if Lloyd's had it. Well, that's exactly what happened. Uh, <laughs> ran very good time in the process, even though yeah, it was a weak field. I think almost identical to the class one that night, which was a real speed battle. So, um, importantly, when looking at title shot and even this meeting in general, there's a couple of fifty thousand dollar races on the program, which means it's deemed a metro meeting, which means that our apprentices can uh, use boosted claims. So Cody Jordan, who's leading our premiership down here, has outridden her claim. She can claim two on this program because it's Metro. So that helps the chances of title shot. Title shot will be running along on speed, never run past 1,100 before. So maybe the last 100 metres will be a query for that filly. But the rail is out eight metres in Launceston. Uh, and at the end of a long season for that track, it, it's a bit of watch and monitor um, it was heavy leaders rail this program last year on Good Friday. If it's trending the same, title shot probably leads and wins. If they can make ground, it's make a decision. I tell you what, you just um, you jump onto tazracing.com.au and it's one of the best websites. And I think it's definitely been built by someone that's had a bet and they've done a great job to invest money into it because you just click across to the form guide. And I think within two clicks, you're watching this horse's last replay. Like, WA Racing is the basket case, and some of these other jurisdictions need to go and have a look at how Tasmania have set this up. And it's mm. yeah, it's it's absolutely not rocket science. Yeah. I know Racing.com. It took them a while to get their act together, and that's a great website. But um, Tas Racing, well, it's sort of overkill, isn't it? Racing.com. It drives you insane because there's it's quite a, there's a lot going on in the in the ads mm. or whatever. But it's not that hard to bloody keep it simple. Watch the replay, the full replay. of This make a decision. It'll blow your socks off. This replay and. I'm happy that you say that about uh, title shot uh, snapping. And I look at it, it's the last start SPs around the two dollar twenty quote. Do you what price you expect this make a decision? Because hopefully, if you can shop around evens for this horse, um, and if you're giving it a rubber stamp off the long layoff with uh, Sarah Cotton, uh, the trainer, if you've got enough confidence to to back her in off the long layout, this horse could be an absolute fill up. Well, I I actually priced title shot a slight favourite Scooty just off the expected map. I'm looking at title shot. 250 make a decision 350 type of stuff and then write write your own ticket the rest uh, so we'll see how they bob up it is a bit harder for for title shot i think off that last start sp that horse probably will come up favorite and it's a hard one what do you do with a horse like make a decision as far as the market goes as you said hasn't been cited for 330 days so do we do we take that as a pot or are we happy to just to go off what we saw last time? So it'll be interesting. But if I can back both in the race, I'll be very happy. I, I played stock standard. I played Kennewell into form down here. Like Claudia Shiver got beat at stock. who shot the last 100 and we're on for a shitload at Yarra Glen and come out and pissed in next star 10 to 1. Then he subsequently had, I reckon he had four or five winners from his next six runners You know, after I sunk the boots into him on here. So just stock standard. Watch Cav. Cav will just come out, I don't know, come out and find out. But, that is one camp of there's that title shot. I think it went for twenty grand or something on the online sale. That is one camp I would partake the English digital online sale is if Kennewell's getting rid of one. I'll tell you what, I've I've had a, a few days out at Mornington where she's sort of gone around favourite, looks a dead set thousand meter horse in the yard. I'd be I'd be worried at twelve hundred if I was a title shot fan. May 
maybe make Snapper keen or make. So a one did a win it. What what to win over there first up? 11. Eleven. Eleven. So now it goes to twelve twenty. Like she, there's not a lot of substance to her. Um, the the lie out of weight will help. What do you make of Cody Jordan? She's kind of come over here a few times and had a few little pinch hits in Victoria. Is she is she the best jockey in Tassie, Snapper? Oh, uh, look, I, I wouldn't say that. I've got a, a lot of time for Cody. She's very well spoken. She's very humble. She's probably a little bit too humble, if anything. I guess the problem with the jockey ranks in Tassie at the moment, and, and to be candid, this is a real issue from a punning perspective. I think I tweeted this the other day. At the last Launceston meeting, there were more horses ridden by apprentices than senior jockeys. So for, for kids getting an opportunity, it's super. For punters um, trying to map races and rely on inexperienced hoops, it's not super. So Cody's great. She's capitalising on a, at a time where... She's making full use of her opportunities. I think she'll go exceptionally well when she does get her crack on the mainland, beating Victoria or South Australia. But the when COVID hit and we didn't get the fly-ins, Froggy left and went back to Victoria. Dharma couldn't come in as often. We just got a little bit of a glut now, senior ranks, and, and the kids are kind of taken over down here and, and Cody's capitalised. Pies and Gando, I thought they were the top two jockeys in the country. What am I? What am I? What am I missing? Mm. <laughs> Gando definitely rates himself the top jockey in the country, so I'm not sure what's going on. Well, G- Gando, Willer of the South, I think he calls himself. Well, Gando doesn't. Gando doesn't ride a lot. He can't go super light, and this is where the kids have an advantage. David Perez is Scotty Brunton's number one jockey. He tends to go how Brunton goes, and, and they've had a bit of a lean year combined, to be honest. So. I was going to talk about Brunton, actually, because we don't get him any chances at Tasmania. And I think I've been passed on about eight tips of Brunton where he's declared one in the race and the stable mates won nine of the eight. I think they've run one, two. The other, I think he had three in the race once and the other two ran the Cornella. He's, he's got to be the busseting of the, of the deep yeah, south. I was going to say, yes. That's, <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking about Trent there for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very similar. <laughs> That's stable. My God, they do my head in. I tell you what, we, race seven, he was supposed to have three of them. Gallinus first accused in Haller. He scratched Haller and first accused and left in Gallinus. So maybe he's sort of trying to avoid that, declare one, and he's taken the others out. completely cast Well, there's, we won't touch on it, but there's a couple of horses late in the program. Galinus is one, Turk Warriors the start prior. They both should be winning, but I think there'll be twos or threes on. I don't think there was ever a chance that Heller and first accused were going to be in that race. It looks a dead set fit up for Galinus. And I think we'll see the other two horses who are pretty smart in different races in the next couple of weeks. Spaxley, speaking of threes on, favourites, Walt, did you have a look at Birdsville the other day, the Monday? All those steamers, $1.90 into $1.20, just getting oh, the chocolates? Was it all going I on? didn't see any of it. I saw Kian there uh, doing the, the pre-race. <laughs> I think everyone saw Kian. Yeah, I saw Kian, and, then, uh, and I saw that she had to announce her uh, ex-boyfriend as the 104 favourite in the Jockey's Challenge, but uh, <laughs> I never saw a race, unfortunately. Well, I'll tell you what, we, that, did they get? Did they win or did well, they lose? When I see those flux, that's it. Just it just reeks of someone like a Steve Fletcher just absolutely tearing the meeting Getting apart hot. somehow. And they won. Oh, I didn't get I didn't get any of the Fletch mail, but I would have loved. No, did the, the horses birds win? Horses. The ones yeah, that did. were off the yeah, map. Yeah, they all won. Yeah. Well, it doesn't look like a back market track. I do know that. <laughs> it's all the kickback. Jesus Christ. Ah. Uh, Launceston race four is a two-year-old race. You got a good handle on these ones as well. Uh Siggy cars on this uh, horse you like here, unique glow snapper, and he uh the black and green. Let's have a look at its replay. It's uh it's there up uh, making all in front. 
Yeah, she pulled their pants down here, Siggy. She went to the front and was too good. She's the best front-running rider we have down here, bar none, in my opinion. First, second, and third across the line there are also in this race, which is a restricted race for Tazbred, two-year-olds worth $50,000. Uh, Unique Glow was ridden back at its previous two starts and then showed a, a little bit of tactical speed. This will be a, a really tactical race from the standpoint of those three horses that finishes the trifecta there. There really hasn't been a lot between them in their three runs, and whichever one has finished in front has tended to be first across the line. The fly in the ointment here is the toppy GG Jet Buy. I think you had me on, Scooty, when we did the Elwick Stakes, and this horse actually SP'd 210 against Bello Bow, who will have a lot of supporters for a pretty rich race at Caulfield next Saturday. Had four starts and was tipped out after the Elwick Stakes. Came back with an okay trial. Stewie Gandy's in a pretty ordinary run of form, though, to be honest. I think he's two for his last 50, which basically spans across the calendar year of 2022. Lifetime, he goes at about 12.5%. I'd be keen to get the thoughts of you boys around a horse like Gigi Jet by being a two-year-old, came up early in the season, had a crack at all the grand finals, then tipped out to come back for what looks a couple of cheap kills on paper. Like, what do you do with that? Did the horse run its races earlier in the campaign or do you treat horses like that like they might have a bit more life later on? You see it a fair bit in the two-year-olds with the Magic Neons and the Blue Diamond and the Slipper. Nico's probably the person to ask because he'd see what it does to them physically. Like I Mm. think it sort of all depends on the horse. If they keep thriving, with some do, but a lot drop off. Nico? Yeah, I think the the horses that you see are real like prominent early in the season. They're like the you know, the yearlings that come through and they were probably real forward in their education and the ones you kind of key some, you know, get get going now um, are probably the late maturers. So that can, they can sort of catch up the late maturers at this time of the year. So like a horse like GG Jetby, um, you know, a few of those horses he might have beat or a few of these horses he hasn't even raced might have caught up from a tight point of view. Um, yeah, bringing up the war there, Ballo Bo, that was a moral beat in that night at Mooney Valley. If we have a strip out this weekend, at least we know the bank builder for the weekend after because he will be winning at Caulfield. He is a serious horse, that horse. I reckon he's, he's the next big thing to come out of Tassie. And this horse has got a $1.90 and $2.10 SP against him. So um, it was interesting sort of looking at this race, how slowly they run in that unique glow race. Like she's gone like 24 lengths below to the 600 meter mark. So what it the. Like a scoot home there, didn't it? What, what the data sort of. Punters want to do with that and the syndicates, how they sort of treat that. Do they go looking for the horse with the bit of DF out of, you know, wanting to oppose a slow race? So could be some angles here. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, absolutely. I tend to be against GG Jet by a little bit just because I think he's a horse that's probably going to come up pretty short, particularly off his SPs and, and form around Bellow Bow. And I agree with you, Nico. I think he's pretty smart. I made the mistake of giving a, a little bit of feedback on social media around the B McCool ride on Bellow Bow. Heaven forbid that I might be in a position to give such feedback as someone that analyzed races for a living and they were pretty quick to, to knock that on the head. But anyway, I hope that horse goes well next week. I'm with Unique Glow in the two-year-old Scooty. I think we might even be able to get potentially something like a, a one-by-two price. Granted, it's a, a no-third-div race, but um, we only have to 
uh, finish in the top two there. So I just think the value might lean to the up-and-comers rather than Gigi Jetby, who did win the first two-year-old race of our season to give you an idea about how forward that horse was earlier in the campaign. Outstanding, Snapper. All right, there's 10 of the best there at Launceston, so make sure you head to Taz Racing for more of Snapper's insights and you can see him on the big screen. Any social media advice for Snapper about uh, commenting on rides? Just delete eighty nine point seven percent of whatever you type because I found that <laughs> uh, that's probably unders for me. I need to be about ninety nine. How did it end up for you? Uh, well, it's still going. It's still going. I'm just digging the hole bigger and bigger. But it is sad. And then you're like you 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 whack on. Uh, I was watching Sky Channel yesterday at Hawkesbury, and you know one of uh, Waller's horses there's just a one pacing that got stuck in behind the lead inside, not quite great. Leader controlled the tempo. Oh mate. Oh, well, you know, it just, uh, like he's got no idea that they've gone slow. They've got no idea mm. that, you know, why the horses got beaten. They can't analyze their previous starts. So they're just like, oh, I must have had an off day. Well, it's yeah, good. It does your head in. Well, shows like us can exist off the back of it. Well, you can exist and you cop trolls, but whatever. That's all right. <laughs> There's trolls everywhere. Outstanding snap. All right. I think uh, you should have a good day there tomorrow at Launceston. And uh, I am all for good Friday racing. I think the more the merrier. It's a, uh, it's a pretty dull day. Uh, and it gets us through. So I, uh, I think we should have more Good Friday racing. And uh, DK's probably pulling faces uh, behind the ear. Hates doing extra work, but uh, I think it's a great thing. And I'm happy they do it. And I'll be praying that Hawks can uh, just be competitive against Geelong on Monday. I don't think we're any chance at all. The 16 and a half line looks very skinny off the performance we put in the other week. We always, we always find a way, Scooty, against the Cats. The form guide goes out the window. I think you saw on the news yesterday we had the boys were tackling Big Monkey at training and he weighs about 5,000 kilos. So if that doesn't get us fired up, that's what Sammy Mitchell's pulled out. I think I think we can uh, pull something out against the Cats. Mm. They might need the undefeated DK to go down and give him a raz just, just to fire him up a bit. They need something undefeated? He's tro- you're talking about trolls, like, please. Well, you two for we two, won't... you just told us. For what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, Jesus Christ. It's not all Under about racing here. Found his level. All right, thanks, Snap. Good luck tomorrow. Thanks, fellas. Talk soon. Time for our favourite segment. It's Mugs Moral. This is a video that you don't want to miss. Mugs Moral this week for the last week of the Autumn Carnival. Then we move into Ramwick and then we go on our holidays around New South Wales, Hawkesbury, Gosford, Scone, places like that. So, for the last week of group racing in Sydney, the mug is going race six. Number three, big parade. Oh, the mug was on it at 15s in the Galaxy, and it should have won. But it got beat to the horriblest horse in New South Wales, Shelby 66. Oh, had the perfect ride by Josh Parr. Got a good... Oh, I was just devastated getting back to Shelby 66. So this week, Josh Parr gets on a barrier four. It will just be leading and going bang. We will have a winner, and then you will go find your bookie for the last day of the of the Sydney Autumn Carnival. It is a dollar seventy five on Top Sport. Shop around, guys, and you'll find a winner. So good luck, happy Easter to all the mug to the mug people out there, the little birdie people. The mugs back to the show on the Monday, uh, the Friday and the Monday. Go to Bunnies this week against Canterbury. And what does the mug say when he finds a winner? Go find your bookie. Good luck.
Mm, very troubling that uh, that uh, cow print felt hat that he's got on. It's uh, it's incredible, isn't it? I don't know how to tackle it. To be fair, there's not many things that leave me speechless. But the South jersey with the <laughs> cow with that, whatever that is on his melon, he's got it moonlight as a. Uh, he might be a male stripper, little side earn. I tell you, I could get him a few gigs. I reckon, as hey. long as he's a tipping stripper, or if they could call him, whether well, tipper stripper or something. Yeah, <laughs> he keeps finding Josh Parr. Do you think he's doing that to troll you? Subtly? Uh, I can't but... wait to tell Josh that the mug's declaring him. I can't tell him. I can't wait to tell him that he, he'll be uh, he'll be headless. But um, yeah, go the mug. I, yeah, I, I love that he was uh, tipping against backing it with Top Sport too. He's gone really well. So he said that the carnival goes from here to Ramwick next week. Don't take the price with Top Sport and get on the dollar. He's, he's, he's shop around. He's a good he's, man. He's ready for the country uh, cup circuit too. Yeah, especially him and Nico. Him and Nico, they've got to combine much better. Like you think last week it would have been like the dream team, 1992 dream team. But uh, we might have to have a head, head-to-head betting bet off. Well, we've still you got our, versus him at say Scone or Hawkesbury. We've still got our decider to come. <laughs> we just make a stream of it. One, one, Six so. hours of it, just blow for blow. No, in the same room. Only if he wears that hat. <laughs> Top Sports, uh, big bets. The early steam at Top Sport. Randwick race eight, number six is the first one. $334. Law of indices. Well, would you no, take that ticket? I can't. I wouldn't hold it. No way in the world. You don't no like way it. in the world. It's a good bet, but yeah. I, wanna... I don't know. I don't know. It's a bit of a, one of those. It could improve. This is a strange one. Race four, number six, She's Extreme. 2K at $4. I'm not sure why you jump in to take that price, to be honest. You've got a horse that we think is maybe $1.60 potentially into threes on or $1.40 or around that mark. I think there's plenty of time to back a horse like this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Bizarre. I don't. It's probably not a bad bet, but you're, you're betting on the other horse not showing up, which, you know, maybe a three to one chance, you know, with, with conditions, you know, and I think it's gone through and having to run a mile. Maybe that's not a bad price. I, another bet that I wouldn't want to hold, probably. Hmm. But, um, yeah, not one I'd jump through the, the roof to, to, to be backing either. Caulfield, uh, race eight, number 3,000 at $6. Kiss on all four cheeks. Not sure the stewards report here, but beaten 20 lengths last time in the Doncaster. Nico, uh, winnable race. Ayrton's in that one. Roll the dice horse. Mick Price says it's not ready. Uh, this horse, I forgive. Yeah, just didn't go in the wet last start. The win prior ran an enormous figure at Flemington, so... Um, I think she's definitely in the game. I think she'll start shorter than six dollars. Yeah, you just yeah, you just forget. We've learned you just put a pen through, completely put a pen through yep. anything like that, and refer to their their previous form. Ayrton um jumped out really well. He jumped out against horses running tonight, Elation. So you might get a bit of a guide there to how well he went. Yeah, I, beat yeah. that horse. He's, yeah, he's he said it's yeah, it's not 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 there, but it's. He's, uh, they're, they're, they're aiming him for Brisbane. Yeah, Brisbane, so, like, that's right. And he's coming off a, a, a lengthy he's a bloody injury. I've seen photos of him. He's actually spent a fair bit of time at my old man's joint. And he's really strengthened up good. this preparation. Yeah. So um, he's come back sort of a lot stronger, a lot bigger in his hind quarter and that. So that'll definitely uh, help him. But yeah, he's at 260. Like he's got a drift. Oh. He's definitely got a drift. 260. You wouldn't be piled into 260. Not now. after you watch Big Price with um, on after the last last. You night. might get like four bucks. So. This is a really interesting race, and this will be a race that I do in depth now because we've got Ayrton, who's maybe under the odds there and not really just there for a look, and then you've got Kiss on all four cheeks. So I'm going to have to be digging into the racing New South Wales stewards reports because there's one thing not handling the wet, but he got he got beat 20, like dropped right out. There's something like there's alarm bells for me. Is it two weeks too? It's a two, is it two weeks or three weeks? Either way, it's, it's quick. I've I got, I got one in Sunday. I've got one in Sunday. Same thing. It's going to roll. It was 460 last start. Got beaten 20, just stopped as if shot at the 600. But it was in the stewards' report at ECG. 
whatever that's that. And the problem is, like up here, a few of those will come out and win. I think, and you just can't. You know, they're very hard to find. Like, what what do you do? Do you pen them all, or do you you know, unless there's certain odds, or what do you do? They're very hard. They haven't to exerted any energy. If they've stopped being beaten twenty, it's not like they've been gutted or anything. I mean, it's an old Mark Reed thing. They just haven't exerted. You know, they've stopped. They've 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 retained depends, their energy. It? Yeah, it depends. If they've been pulled up, absolutely. I don't know. Bit of a bit of a query uh, that that bit, but um, I think that's a wrap for the show. It feels like we've been here for about four hours. As I mentioned before, the uh, the punters club for the election betting will open. So uh, Top Rope's going to pick up all the seat winner markets. So that should be a beauty. And we're sort of getting us, our eyes in for the Warnable Carnival. You're going to stay in the Goldie? Mid-May. Mid-May. Yeah, mid-May. early May. First weekend early May. May. But um, me, DK. Not coming down to see me? Well, well three the, days. The, the weirdest thing, the old, poor old mate that lives across the road from there, he hasn't been up. He's never met Harvey. He's coming up here for the first time in eight years, and it's that week. So of all things, I've got to stay up here to see my mate who lives across the road from the studio. I'll miss I'll miss sitting next to you for eighteen hours. I might have to fly down no. and hold your hand for you know twelve or so. Yeah, you might come down for a day. Yeah, we'll last day, happens. the finale. Watch yeah, we'll suck it. On, if suck it's it building up, juice. I'll come down. I'll be there. <laughs> you, you won't be able to keep me away. We'll be getting DK's tipster happy marriage. That'll help fill in the content. Mate, we've both these. got the Asian brides. We both they're not both <laughs> hate racing. We've got a lot in common, you and I. We <laughs> should be we should be a lot closer. Right? Give, it, give out plenty of tips. Nico and I are just going to leave the show, and we'll let you guys carry on with it. But um, yeah, now, well, yeah, you guys can just give marriage counselling advice. We might have to get it dial in, yeah. like the late nights on RSN. Yeah, that's the kind of show. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. That's that's us. Two yeah. two bathrooms is the first tip. Make sure you buy <laughs> two or three bathrooms and two lounge rooms for the kids as well. Like the noise on their iPads, terrible. <laughs> I'm, I just tune out. I okay. actually can block that out now. I've okay. worked it out. All right, good luck on the punt this weekend. Uh, hopefully we've found you a winner across uh, Friday at Launceston and uh, Sydney and Melbourne on Saturday. And uh, just remember, it is a, uh, a long, long war of the punt, so uh, don't bust yourself up nice and early. And uh, the marathon, not a sprint. It's true at the moment. A little it's bit easy like to go stir crazy, right? And you just there's no blasting, just, but it'll be, you know, long forgotten very soon. Exactly. Just chip away and uh, things will turn and uh, they'll even turn for DK. And hopefully... A turn by the bull. We're really excited for uh, the bull stream. It'll be three days of uh, action. We'll see you next week. (laughs) 